Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen post on Tumblr, joined with Eon. Hey, this is Eon. I am Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr. Chicky. Hi, I am Chicky Chikrin on Tumblr. Kama. Hi, this is Kama, uh, Grammar Saves Lives on Tumblr. And we have a first-time guest this evening, uh, Devin. Hi, this is Devin, um, GD Harpo on Tumblr and Twitter. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Welcome. Yay. I'm glad to be here. Fresh meat. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) So we're doing something a little different. Um, We're going to cover the Hedge Knight, and we're saying it's, you know, part one. (laughs) Um, We've broken it up into two-parters. So just, you know, the general warnings. There will obviously be spoilers for the Hedge Knight, as well as um, possibly the Song of Ice and Fire series. And I don't know if we're going to spoil the gosh television show in this one but we'll just throw that out there too sound good (laughs) yeah put it all in put it all in (laughs) was that was that a a little bit of disgust i detected Devin? (laughs) a little bit (laughs) not not a big fan of the you'll fit right in you'll fit right in sometimes you're in good company with this panel (laughs) 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 all right so um this chapter um opens with Dunk, uh, he's a large boy, described as about 16 or 17, he doesn't really know, and he's digging a grave for an old man who Dunk called a true knight. And I just picked, like, the first little bit of the burial, because I thought it kind of says a lot about his character in a little short bit. I'd leave your sword, but it would rest in the ground, he said at last, apologetic. The gods will give you a new one, I guess. I wish you didn't die, sir. He paused, uncertain what else needed to be said. He didn't know any prayers, not all the way through. The old man had never been much for praying. You were a true knight, and you never beat me when I didn't deserve it, he finally managed. Except that one time in Maidenpool, it was the inn boy who ate the widow's, the woman's in woman's pie, not me. I told you. It don't matter now. The gods keep you, sir. He kicked dirt in the hole, then began to fill it methodically, never looking at the thing at the bottom. He had a long life, Dunk thought. He must have been closer to 60 than to 50. And how many men can say that? At least he had lived to see another spring. Aww. Aww. And I'm immediately in love with Dunk. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. He's a sweet kid. He really is. Yeah. So um, Dunk thinks on what to do with his life now. And that his hedge knight is dead, and he has all the old man's trappings and his horses, and he also has his sword. And uh, he thinks just for a moment about selling it all, but the sword feels so good in his hands. I really love this when he's like trying to figure out what he's going to do going forward. It's kind of a cool moment. It's like... like it's funny, they never really say, he never really says exactly what, what, you know, what, what his alternatives, you know, he, he talks a little bit about how he could maybe buy some land, I think, or something, but it's like, you can tell he just, he, he wants to be a knight. It's all he's ever wanted to do. And he's like, can I really just, you know, make this step and make this leap and do it? 
It's so cool. And it reminds me so much of Brienne for some reason. I don't know why, but <laughs> it seems um, so yeah. Brienne-ish to me. Yeah. He, he, um, he even thinks of going to be another hedge knight for some other squire. I mean, for being another squire for another hedge knight, um, which was really weird to me. I thought, like, why would he want to go back and do that when he can just be a knight? Because he is apparently knighted by Sir Arlen. Well, is he, though? Apparently. 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 That's why that's apparently. weird to me, that he thought... Okay, well, I can go find another hedge knight and be his squire, but why? Yeah, I've always a knight now. I think. I mean, I don't. I read it. I wasn't clear about the knighting. I wasn't clear how honest he was being, but I wondered. Like, it's just that idea of I need to learn more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know, I want to be the best I can be. And, you know, it's just sometimes like I've had it in my job when I I work with graduate students, not that they want to be knights or anything. Um, (laughs) Sadly, that would be way more exciting. But no, but this idea that, you know, like, no, really, you are ready to go out and be a professional in, in this field I'm in. And they keep wanting to like, well, I could do this. I could do this. I need to learn so much more. And it's I think that's not uncommon. Particularly with younger people? Like imposter syndrome? I don't know what that is. It's like where, exactly what you're talking about. They they say that professional women kind of fall victim to it a lot, where basically even though you have been trained and are qualified to do something, you feel as though you aren't actually ready or qualified to do it. You hear about it happening a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Totally sounds like dunk. Eon, I see you trying to chime in. I've always felt like he was never truly knighted and it was always a little bit of a lie for Dunk because he really wanted to be a knight and Arlen died before he was able to be knighted. And usually, I mean, if you've, if you've read the whole, whole story, even whenever, like there's a part later on, whenever, um, one of the fossilways wants to get knighted and Dunk, his ears start turning red because he, he doesn't really know how to even knight someone. And um, that Lionel, that Baratheon dude, ends up knighting him. So I, I've always thought it was implied that he, it was kind of a lie that he was going on. He was never truly a knight. He was, a, I guess, a quasi-knight. Yeah, that's always the telltale sign. He starts to blush, right? And who else mm-hmm. do we know that blushes must be genetic? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so um, Dunk approaches an inn near a river, and there's a bald-headed boy who he has tend to his horses. Inside, he eats a meal of both lamb and goose, and he learns that the inn is so empty because of a tournament in Ashford. Dunk tells the innkeep he plans to attend and means to be a champion. Um, there's a drunk in the corner who raises his head and interrupts. And he sa- it says, Across the room, the lordling raised his head from the wine puddle. His face had a sallow, unhealthy cast to it beneath a rat's nest of sandy brown hair. And blonde stumble- stubble crust at his chin. He rubbed his mouth, blinked at Dunk, and said, I dreamed of you. His hand trembled as he pointed a finger. You stay away from me, do you hear? You stay well away. I got like so. I immediately okay. f- <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. I immediately flashed to even though it was totally inappropriate to Jamie and Brienne. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> like 
how how the fuck are people still de- I mean I guess I guess George finally just put it to bed like a couple months ago but people were still fucking debating that it wasn't you know quote unquote confirmed that Brienne was Dunk's ancestor and I'm like this fucking dreamed of you line doesn't tell you that she's fucking Brienne that Brienne is his fucking descendant I mean like who else would it be <laughs> I can remember whenever I actually I got lot turned on to these books. I actually sent them to her, Aww. which was, and I remember whenever she was reading this, she she sent me a message about the I dreamed of you thing. Really, <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god, oh my fucking god! Yeah, it was like <laughs> revelation. <laughs> so the innkeep tells him to ignore the the man. Um, Dunk finishes his food and drink and heads to the stables. There he finds the bald-headed boy on his war horse and dressed in his armor and helm. Dunk stifles a laugh, then threatens to give him a clout in the ear, which we see quite a lot being a lot of violence being threatened on the boy, but never enacted. Um, never. <laughs> And uh, the boy tells him he wants to go to the tournament in Ashford as his squire. Dunk thinks it would be cruel to take the boy away from, you know, the life of an inn and uh, to live as a squire to a hedge knight. Um, He throws him a penny and leaves. Uh, We get arriving at Ashford, Dunk spies the colorful banners of various houses in Westeros. He thinks of their fine pavilions and dinners of suckling pig. If he does well, he too can serve a lord, be in his castle, and have this all one day himself. Dunk takes a bath and vows to, and he vows, I like this little bit, where he takes a bath and then he vows to take a bath every 30 days, whether he needs it or not. (laughs) Right? 30 days. (laughs) Because he's a knight now. (laughs) Right. He thinks of the last dragon, um, the one the old man claimed to have seen as a small boy. It was a small, sickly, and dead the next year. So, in the morning, we it's, have... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it's interesting that they kind of start in with the dragons right away here, because, well, I don't remember if Darian got into it in the, the part or, that we just saw, or if it's later when he talks about the dream that he had of Dunk and how, like, it's about the dragon falling on him dead, which, I mean, I think we'll see mm. what that probably means later in the story, but... In a larger sense, just coming from like, you know, the, the five main A Song of Ice and Fire books and knowing that, you know, Dunk will die at Summerhall when Aegon is trying to hatch some, some dragons later on in life. Um, I wondered if in fact that was like a prophecy for, for that. And it's funny how like George is kind of weaving the dragons into Dunk's own story so early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, if we could just talk about the overall tone of the book, like the story that we're reading compared to the, like, you, like just because you mentioned coming off of the five A Song of Ice and Fire stories, how wonderful and nice is it to feel like we're in this gentler place? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, for now, <laughs> for the moment. <laughs> Shush. I feel so coddled and warm right now and I like it. <laughs> compared well, it was kind of like, I have to admit, I wasn't as enthused about these books. I mean, people kept recommending them, but I really wasn't. And I was in the doctor's office, and I, it was a long wait, so I started reading. And I was, like, a few pages in, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is charming. Yeah. What was I thinking? Lot and Neon were totally right, and why did I not pay attention to them like I should have? 
So I was I was on a, a long car trip last week, so I bought the audiobooks. Um and Cheater. the audio no, that's fine. I know, I know I really am. I which I never do. And I can't believe I'm doing it with this. I haven't actually laid eyes on any of this book yet, but um actually Harry Lloyd read the audiobooks and like he oh. is so good. Viserys from A Game of Thrones, in case anybody didn't know. Yeah. So good. That is so cool. I bet you he did you, the large part to really Devin? well. Yes, I I listened to it as well um i'd already read it before i got the audiobook but um he was awesome right es- I mean, especially as arian like i that's just oh Viserys all oh the way God, I bet that was yeah. awesome. oh, God, it was so awesome it's so good i mean like i highly recommend the audiobooks which i have never done in my entire life for anything but i really do well, i might do it's that it's funny you s- <laughs> oh sorry go ahead oh i just said i might do that i might check those out yeah well, i will I was reading them, like I read them in print, and I gotta tell you, the illustrations are adorable. They are. Particularly anytime Egg is on the page. It's just, they're so cute. So now it looks like I need to look at both the audiobooks, but I, I suggest to Chicky, I think you should yeah, like. I really love the illustrations, but my only problem with the illustrations is they make Dunk look a little bit shorter than he needs to be. He no. needs to be a little bit taller. <laughs> um. Have any of you looked at the um, the graphic novels, the comics? I think um, Cloth- Clotho uh, has. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Clotho, Clotho did have the, the graphic. They're supposed to be really good, right? Oh, they are really good, but just the, on the illustrations, at one point, Egg has hair, and it is the weirdest thing ever. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, and it, his, his hair shouldn't have grown that fast as much as it did. It's like, <laughs> it's like one page after we find out and he has hair. And it is. But he never shaved their head before. It's very off-putting. Yet another untold magical property of a Targaryen fast <laughs> <laughs> So, in the morning we have Dunk, and he's traveling the meadows at Ashford, and it's been transformed into a temporary town and market. He watches a puppet show, oogles a fine-looking Dornish woman, then finds an armorer who measures him. Dunk wants armor to compete, and he bargains steely pate down gives a, a down payment and then promises the rest after he wins. When Dunk get back, gets back to his elm tree, he finds the boy from the inn who has brushed his horses, washed and hung his clothes, as well as offered him some of the fish he's cooking. Dunk wants him to go, threatens to throw him over his shoulder and take him back to his home himself. The boy tells him it's a long ride to King's Landing. Dunk tells him to turn the fish and asks what happened to his hair. The boy becomes self-conscious, and he says the maesters did it, throws his hood on, and assures Dunk he is not sick. The boy asks Dunk his name and laughs at the answer. So I got a little, little tiny bit here. Dunk, he said. Sir Dunk? That's no name for a knight. Is it short for Duncan? Was it? The old man had called him just Dunk for so long as he could recall that he did not remember much of his life before. Duncan, yes, he said. Sir Duncan of... Dunk had no other name, nor any house. Sir Arlen had found him living wild in the stews and alleys of Flea Bottom. He had never known his father or mother. What was he to say? Sir Duncan of Flea Bottom? Did not sound very knightly. He could take Penny Tree, but what if they asked him where it was? Duncan never been to Penny Tree, nor had the old man talked much about it. He frowned for a moment and then blurted out, Sir Duncan the Tall. He was tall. No one could dispute that, and it sounded puissant, though the little sneak did not seem to think so. I have never heard of any Sir Duncan the Tall. 
Do you know every knight in the Seven Kingdoms, then? The boy looked at him boldly. The good ones. (laughs) (laughs) And this is where I start to fall in love with Egg. (laughs) Yeah, I love how Egg, like, just kind of lets, like, knowledge drop that, like, he doesn't even realize that he shouldn't have as, like, this young kid just wandering around alone. (laughs) Like, you know, who the great knights of the realm are. Um, and it's so funny that Dunk doesn't recognize right off the bat that, I mean, Egg must have a more noble accent than like a, like a, a serving, you know, ladies kid would have, you'd think. So it's surprising that he doesn't catch on to that. Mm-mm. Dunk the lunk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poor Dunk. Oh, and like all this stuff about Sir Arlen, like adopting him, like as this little kid from, yeah. you know, Flea Bottom. I, I, I wish we knew more about the story there. Yeah, yeah. Like, talk about, you know, a hero. We love Dunk, but Dunk's the way he is because of probably Sir Arlen, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, and, like, imagine the fact that this kid, like, actually has no memory of either parent. Like, how did he survive at all? Like, you just kind of have to wonder. I mean, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's kind of sad. <laughs> Very sad. You know, you... You talk about Dunk the Lunk thick as the castle wall. If you recall, Jamie threw an insult at Brienne saying, are, didn't he say something to the, didn't he say, are, are you as thick as the castle wall at one point? Yeah, I think that's in the yeah. bath scene. Yeah. <laughs> so she inherited some things, but maybe not, um, you know, intellect was not one of the, <laughs> <laughs> well, not intellect, but, you know. It's more like of. a naivete, right? Not yeah, they're very yeah. naive, very. So um, when the boy tells Dunk his name, Egg, Dunk thinks it's it's because of his head, <laughs> his shaved head. Dunk agrees to have Egg serve as a squire for the tournament only. After that, he says, "We'll see." They settle for the night. Dunk, under his elm tree, spies a falling star and thinks of the luck it will bring him. I also like that little bit he threw in about the other lords being under their grand pavilions. So he's the only one who gets to see the star and gets to keep the luck. Yeah. Mm. I like that there's kind of a, a he he's like Brienne in that he just accepts whatever his lot in life is, you know. But on the other hand, you know, you can tell that he, he also just kind of like is wistfully, you know, like it's like he knows he's trying to make the best of things as opposed to like a genuine optimist who just forgets that there's anything bad it's like he makes himself just kind of be okay with however things are it's so brienne oh mm-hmm. yeah. yeah he's not a pollyanna he's like i you know what these books were kind of well at least what i've read so far it was kind of almost reminded me of um like if you've read lord of the rings and then you go or you read the hobbit first or you know it's that sort of more I don't know. It felt more. People felt like things were not falling apart quite so much. It feels almost like there's decency left in the world. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, especially after coming off of reading, um, A Song of Ice and Fire, like Dance, which is such a bleak, bleak book. It's just, it's so refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So in the morning, we have Dunk. Uh, he awakes Egg and then threats, threatens him with a little more corporal punishment if he runs off with this stuff, then heads to the fields. <laughs> <laughs> he searches out the master of the games, a steward named Plummer, who asks Dunk if he's a knight and if he understands the rules. You know, if he loses, he loses all his stuff and he'll have to buy it back from the victor. Dunk says he knows and prays for a win. 
After leaving Plummer, Dunk asks a sable boy for the master of horses. He means to sell Sweetfoot, the old man's palfrey. While waiting in the stables, a raucous erupts from outside. It's the arrival of one of the Targaryen princes, and with him two members of the King's Guard. The prince demands Dunk attend to his horse. Dunk apologizes and tell him, tells him that he has the honor to be a knight. The prince is unimpressed. Dunk is relieved when a stable boy tends to the prince instead. And the horse master is not interested in Dunk's palfrey, tells him to take the horse to town. On the way out, Dunk speaks with two of the king's guard. He introduces himself as Sir Duncan the Tall. They are Sir Roland Craighall and Sir Donald of Duskendale. They seem like pretty stand-up guys, too, in the exchange. Like, they're very much different. <laughs> Much different than the King's Guard we're used to nowadays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like just imagine walking up to Marion Tran and introducing yourself. He'd probably just tell you fuck off. She probably slit your <laughs> like, throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah slit your throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, it's funny that uh, whoever it is from Duskendale gets mentioned because I think Brienne mentions him in one of her chapters too. That. Like oh, when wow. she goes to the one inn and she's, I can't remember what the deal is. She's talking to somebody from Duskendale about how some of, some of the people from there had been in the King's garden. She mentions that guy. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Anyway, they announce that they will not compete, but Prince Philar will be as one of the lady, um, as one of the champions for Lady Ashford. Um, two of the cousins will also enter to challenge him. Dunk is feeling a bit out of his league at this point. And I couldn't help, I'm sorry, I couldn't help with every time I read Valar, all I could think about was RPG episodes. Oh my I god. Volta <laughs> dude. It's like, it's Ian's husband. <laughs> that asshole. <laughs> okay, so Dunk barters with a stableman and uh, his, his name is Henley for a sweet foot. Dunk feels like he's got the raw end of the deal at the end of it all and uh, he promises the horse that he'll win and he'll come back and buy the horse back. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So sad. Yeah, poor pony. So back at the tourney grounds, everything is lively. There is wine and food for sale. People are singing. Jugglers are juggling. And that hot girl is finishing up another puppet show. Dunk tosses the girl two coppers. He asks her to have a drink or, you know, or, you know some sausage sometime when she gets off work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know, when you're done work, you want to go out for some sausage. <laughs> the medieval equivalent of, hey, babe, what's your sign? <laughs> I think it's pork. <laughs> I love to, like, immediately after this exchange, he starts thinking about his virginity and, like, kissing that tavern girl once in Lannisport and that time he was supposed to get a whore but then i guess uh, sir arlen got drunk and forgot <laughs> dunk, right. dunk needs to get laid <laughs> really? clearly it's like on his mind a lot especially around this dornish girl so <laughs> as he further walks he observes two fossaways dueling the elder stefan is the victor and goads dunk into a challenge and dunk is not interested the younger Fosway, Raymond, apologizes for pushing Dunk into fighting his cousin. Um, he's only a squire and is hoping someone like Dunk, uh, someone of Dunk's size, could knock his cousin down. He wishes Dunk luck in the tournament. 
Um, back at camp, Dunk is pleased with Egg's work, who, you know, he immediately asks him if he got a good price for his horse. Dunk shows the boy his new armor and what to look for in good armor. He His job is to keep it shiny. Dunk tells Egg that they will be going to the tournament grounds tomorrow. Egg doesn't want to go into the castle. He makes that part clear. I love all these like little bits they throw in where it just makes you suspicious. And it's totally going over Dunk's head. <laughs> yeah. he, he just doesn't catch any of it at all. <laughs> oh, he's just shy. <laughs> I love that. Because uh, he thinks of himself as a boy, right? And he's just like totally imposing that upon this kid. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he's just a, he's just a shy boy. He'll grow out of it. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. he's a what you see is what you get kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. At least he seems like it so far. So, I mean, you don't necessarily look at other people and go, oh, wow, well, that must be what they're thinking. And he's he's a kid himself. He's young. You mean you don't look at other people and think, secret Targ? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but we're jaded. So, right. <laughs> But just from, like, everything Dunk knows so far about Egg, like how bold he is with him, it was just kind of weird that he would think the reason he doesn't want to go in the castle is because he's scared to be around lordlings and pritzlings and all that. Um, cause that, that's just not egg at all. <laughs> that's a good from point. What we, from like, from what we know about him already. That's a good point. Yeah. So, um, Dunk meets with Sir Manfred of House Dundarian, hoping he'll remember Sir Arlen, you know, so he can vouch for him as a knight. The man does not in turn, Dunk, turns Dunk away. So with a leaden heart, Dunk returns to Ashford Castle, wondering what to do to convince Plummer to grant him the right to compete inside the Great Hall. He um, he goes over. Oh, sorry, my notes. I spilt water here. Sorry. Well, actually, I wanted I wanted to touch on what you just said though, a lot okay, anyway, great. because I, I I think it's so interesting. You know, I mean, one of the things obviously that when when Brienne gets her own chapters in Song of Ice and Fire, you know, George really does more of like you know exploring what war has been doing to the small folk. And I feel like in the Dunk and Egg Tales, we're seeing Dunk kind of explore a little bit of what the world is like for the small folk. I mean, Dunk kind of straddles both worlds, so he tends to see both sides. And it's like when he has the situation of trying to enter the tourney. And this guy is like, well, no one knows who you are. Like, if no one will vouch for you, it's like he doesn't even exist mm-hmm. because because these guys can't remember who he who he was. And it's like you just kind of see the the precarious nature of 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 position in this world. It's like, okay, well, if no one can remember that you are in fact a knight or that you're noble or they can't remember who you served, then you lose all the position that you should have. I mean, it's pretty spectacular to think that just because you know somebody who might have employed your employer at one point forgets you or doesn't remember you, you basically don't exist anymore. I mean, it's just kind of insane. Yeah. There and was, I think I was, is this the part to, I can't remember if it's here or later when he's a bit horrified that uh, Ashford doesn't even remember Arlen. Yes. I think it's there. <laughs> it's here or it's very soon. Is he like takes, he, you know, takes a wound, right? Or, yeah, he was wounded yeah. in the guy's father's service, and and the guy's like, I don't remember, I don't know who you are. You know, it was just like it didn't even matter to him that yeah. it had happened. Basically. Oh yeah, for the, you the that Dundarian. was the most. Yeah, yeah. the Dundarian, Yeah, and he it was really weird that when don't tell when he's telling the story like that how they got their um house sigil and everything, like he's telling that story, and I'm thinking to myself 
anybody would know this story. I don't see how this would be enough for this guy to be like, okay, yeah, I do remember you. And then he says like the exact same thing. Like every top boy and groom who has ever served my father hears that story sooner or late. And, and I was like, yeah, why would Dunk think that that would be like viable to get him in? Well, because yeah, again, he's, yeah, it's like you were saying, Calm. He's just honest, so he assumes everyone is. Right. Well, and the other thing, it's like it was striking to me. Like, I I honestly don't pay that much attention. Well, I don't think we learn about all these rules about the tourney in the books, in the Song of Ice and, uh, Ice and Fire books. But, like, this idea that, okay, he's got a, you know, his all of his stuff is gone if he loses. Like I didn't. Oh yeah. I don't. That's, I didn't remember that. Medieval attorneys, actually. Right. Well, yeah. I again, that's not something I'm like. Yeah, up on. yeah. But I mean, it's like so. This is one of those things where this is clearly this is a profession for rich guys who you know. Okay, you lose your attorney. Yeah, like you go to go plunk your. Yeah, you got to plunk your money down, but you get it back. Um, this is like being in a high stakes poker game with a bunch of people who, you know, aren't going to lose that money or, you know, aren't going to miss that money if you lose it. And you realize, whoa, I am playing in a whole other field. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a fixed and, game. That's for sure. For a set of people. Right. And I think that yeah, yeah. illustrates it. Well, it's a good analogy. High stakes poker game. So uh, inside the Great Hall, um, Dunk overhears Lord Ashford and a dozen men conversing, including one of the princes. Dunk tries to sneak out before he's caught, but it's he's noticed by the prince. Dunk explains why he's there. Lord Ashford is aware of who Dunk is, tells him, A shield and a sword do not make a knight. He needs better proof. I remember Sir Arlen of Pennytree, the man in the high seat, said quietly, He never won attorney that I know, but he never shamed himself either. At King's Landing, sixteen years ago, he overthrew Lord Stokeworth and the bastard of Harrenhal in the melee. And many years before at Lannisport, he unhorsed the Grey Lion himself. The Lion was not so grey then, to be sure. He told me about that many a time, said Dunk. The tall man studied him. Then you will remember the Grey Lion's true name, I have no doubt. For a moment, there was nothing in Dunk's head at all. A thousand times the old man had told him that tale. A thousand times. The lion, the lion, his name, his name, his name. He was near despair when suddenly it came. Sir Damon Lannister, he shouted, the grey lion. He's lord of Casterly Rock now. So he is, said the tall man pleasantly. And he enters the list on the morrow. He rattled the sheet of papers in his hand. How can you possibly remember some insignificant hedge knight who chanced to unhorse Damon Lannister sixteen years ago, said the prince with the silver beard, frowning. I make it a practice to learn all I can of my foes. I just really like this. Yeah. It's like the you well, get so much of the color of the characters of these these princes. Yeah. Well and it kind of speaks a little more to the character of Sir Arlen too, that you know, Baylor did remember, you know, having jousted with him and, and, you know, remembered this much about him and clearly thought well of him, you know, the way that he talks about him. That's pretty, pretty amazing and really illustrates that clearly <laughs> Baylor was the best hope for the kingdom at this point. You know, it's really sad. It's really sad. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, can you imagine if he would have actually, spoilers here, if he would have lived, what yeah. the Targaryen kingdom would have been like if he would have been the king? <laughs> I mean, for a Targaryen, he's not too bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's there not, are, I, I love the the build up um, before we find out who he is, just everything that is said about him. And then when he says he broke four lances with um, Sir Arlen and then Dunk says seven. <laughs> and he was like, and that was against the Prince of Dragonstone. Shit. And, like, <laughs> then he, 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 and, he, and then that's the lung thick as a castle wall. He could hear the old man chiding. And he, so it was the prince with the broken nose smiled gently. And that's how we find out it's um, Baylor Breakspear. And it was just really awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that yeah. bit. <laughs> Can't well, I love it that Sir Arlen hadn't made it up, that it really was real, you know, like that he actually yeah. had fought him. That was great. <laughs> so it dawns on Dunk that he has been speaking to the prince, hand of the king and heir to the throne, as well as Prince Makar, who we learn is missing two sons. Dunk suggests they are only delayed by the spring rains and swollen streams. Maker doesn't want to hear it. I love how Dunk just can't seem to shut his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Baylor says he sees no reason why Dunk can't compete. He also tells him he has not inherited the right to carry that sigil on his shield. So Dunk agrees to get his own. Dunk returns to find Egg watching a puppet show. Um, it's the same hottie who's performing Florin and Janquil this time. <laughs> when it's done, Dun- uh, Egg compliments her, and Dunk asks if she makes the puppets herself. She does as well as paint them. Dunk asks her to paint his shield the color of a sunset. Egg suggests an elm tree. Dunk adds with a shooting star above. <laughs> beautiful shield in the world. <laughs> <laughs> He tells I kind of oh. I love though that he like he asks for like the sunset colors and like the shooting star like there's something so like classically romantic about Dunk you know I mean not, not I don't mean like romance in the love story sense but just you know like he's a romantic like clearly yes. you know sentimental and I, I really kind of adore like the little details like the way that he wants his arms to be something like this you know and the fact that it's a tree something you know so rooted on the ground i mean there's just it's really great i uh, george you know kind of like you're talking about a lot like that that the tone is different in this i mean george clearly is in love with this character mm-hmm. you can just kind of feel it like that he just carefully and lovingly crafted him he clearly thinks that you know duncan is a true hero like you know of the people a, a really true knight yeah yeah and just like Brienne, who gets nothing but shit exactly. for it. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you can tell how he feels about Duncan, you can probably see how he feels about Brienne, since mm-hmm. he leaked yeah. Duncan to Brienne to Duncan made her yeah. his. She's a descendant of Sir Duncan the Tall. Yeah, I mean, if Brienne was a, a man, this is who Brienne would be, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, Dunk telling the puppet girl his name, and she gives him hers. It's Tansiel. Tansiel, too tall, as the boys call her. Dunk doesn't think she's too tall. She's just right for uh, puppet making. (laughs) (laughs) Smooth. (laughs) So the first day of the tournament, Dunk elbows his way up through the crowd and puts egg on his shoulders. The first day is reserved for the more prestigious competitors. We have Leo Tyrell, Humphrey Harding of um, the Vale, Lord Ashford's son, and Prince Villar. We also have competitors from Casterly Rock, Storm's End, and Riverlands, all the muckety-mucks. 
The knights joust, and Egg cheers them from Dunk's shoulders. Dunk, who um, had been irritated previously by Egg's knowledge and advice regarding the skills of all these knights, now turns to him for counsel. He asks, who is the least dangerous? And it turns out it's Lord Gawain. Prince Valar's challenger is Gawain, and it's an easy victory as the two men joust. So throughout the day, it seems to Dunk that Valar only fights less than impressive men. Well, so I found the setup of this um, tournament interesting. I had never heard of anything like this, and I've kind of been into medieval history at different times in my life. So the way that it was set up, like, basically, they're they're kind of, like, trying to defend the the Lord of Ashford's daughter as the Queen of Love and Beauty, or whatever the title is. And there are five champions. She has basically five champions, any of whom can be challenged and unseated and, and someone else can be the champion in their place. I'd never even heard of anything like this. <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, it was really I got nothing here. Sorry. I don't know if George invented it or not. It's kind of convoluted and funny, but at the same time, it did make for really interesting dynamics. The way that George set it up where like, you know, Valar becomes a champion and like, you know, no one will challenge him. Essentially only people who <laughs> he can very easily beat will challenge him, which is really interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of bastardly. But <laughs> he's a tool, obviously, right? yeah. We, he's, you don't like him the way he's been painted right from the get go. Yeah, yeah. So later in the day, a new challenger enters, and it's a prince that Dunk recognizes from Lord Ashford's stables, and it is Prince Arion Brightflame. Arion challenges Sir Humphrey Harding, who who's been doing quite well. They joust, Arion points his spear low, and Dunk thinks that's too low. And then he realizes, to his horror, that Arian, that is Arion's intent. Sir Humphrey's poor horse is gored right through the neck, and the knight's leg is crushed beneath the horse and broken. Egg <laughs> demands to be let down. Everyone is um, unsettled by the horse's screams. Egg accuses Arion of intentionally killing the horse. Dunk tells him he'll hear no more of it. I love how Egg's like shouting, kill him, kill him, and you figure out that it's his own brother that he wants to <laughs> kill. <he> wants dead. <laughs> it's kind of classic Targaryen, eh? Or <laughs> classic royal family, anyway. It reminded me a bit of um, Joffrey and probably what, you know, Toman and Marcella had to deal with. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of Arion reminds me of, of Joffrey yeah. throughout this mm-hmm. story. You thought Valar was bad. Enter Arion. <laughs> Well, so, he's yeah, the a little, little bit of Joffrey, swallowed? a little bit of Viserys. Yeah. And he's the one that swallowed the, the what's it, the Wildfire, because yeah, he wanted Wildfire. to be, he thought he would become a dragon if he drank it. Is he, is he Arion Brightflame? I didn't know yeah, for sure it. if that's who he yeah, actually that's Yeah, it's him. him. That's perfect. I needed so to know So good news, there's a happy ending, folks. <laughs> 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 oh. So at the end oh. of the first day, Duncan Egg take in another puppet show. God, I think they go to a lot of these puppet shows. <laughs> when well, Raymond, <hot> girl. <laughs> when Raymond Fossaway approaches and asks Dunk to share a drink with him, Egg promises to ask about his painted shield from Tansiel. So Dunk has no more excuses and has to go have a drink. Um, Dunk learns that there will be four champions in Humphrey's place. Uh, it's Leo Tyrell, Lionel Baratheon, Tybalt Lannister, and Prince Valar. The only one that Dunk thinks he has a chance at. Sir Humphrey has been awarded Prince Arian's horse, the victory awarded to him by Prince Baylor. 
Over drinks, Raymond tells Dunk Arian is all smiles and chivalry as long as his father is watching. He is a bad piece of work. And he thanks the gods that he's low in succession. Raymond mm-hmm. informs Dunk that today that would have been different if Makor had been present. Instead, he's looking for his two sons. Raymond calls Maker poor. He's the fourth son of the king and has unpromising children. One's a drunk, one's cruel, one's a maester, and then he's cut off by eggs screaming for Dunk to help her. Turns out her is the puppeteer, and uh, her stall has been knocked over. Their puppets lit on fire and smashed. The older lady puppeteer is crying, and Tanseel is on her knees pleading to Arian Targaryen. He breaks one of her fingers, and Dunk goes berserk. Tossing one of Arian's men aside, he grabs the prince by his shoulders, knocks him to his feet, kicks him to in the stomach, then Prince Megar reaches for his knife. Dunk steps on his wrist and kicks him in the mouth. Dunk is finally subdued by Arian's men after some struggle. The prince now has a loose tooth and promises to take all of Dunk's teeth in return. Egg shouts no. Dunk yells for him to run away, worried that the boy will be hurt. Instead, the men holding Dunk let him go. One even kneels. Arian spits blood out and asks Egg what happened to his hair. I cut it off, brother. I didn't want to look like you. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> God. How much do you love both those characters right now? Oh, so much. I mean, I love that. I mean, firstly, I love that <laughs> that Dunk just doesn't even. I mean, he does kind of think like he knows. Oh, this is this is bad. What I'm about to do, but like he doesn't for a moment hesitate. Yeah. Like yes. Tanzel's in trouble and he's going in. I love it. Hundred percent, Brienne. Um, totally. it's like when she goes to fight, um, Rorge and, um, she thinks seven and she's like, she had no chance against seven, but no chance and no choice. Dunk pretty much, he thinks the same thing. Like he knows it's a bad idea, but, and, but he has to go, he has to do it. He wouldn't listen. So he had to go do it. Yeah. It's certain death, right? Like you'd have to hit royalty. Like, yeah, but that don't matter. It's he's, what he's doing is not right. And Dunk's about what's doing what's right. Like Brienne. Oh. Okay, so do we all think it's weird that like, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm over over analyzing this as a JV shipper, but it's like, <laughs> Arian was breaking Tanzel's fingers and we have Jamie get his hand chopped off. Is this one of those weird parallel things? I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of funny. Cool. Too much of a stretch? Too much of a shipper stretch? <laughs> You're always constantly aware, that. right? You have that self-awareness <laughs> as you're reading these. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. It might be a stretch. I dreamed of you. Definitely Give not. Give <laughs> it to me. Um, so I, this is where we're stopping. This is our stopping point for this chapter. No! Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. We got to save more for part two. So what do we think of Egg? I mean, like, this is some, these are some really bold moves that Egg has made. Like, you know striking out on his own i mean it's it's funny is it just because he's so nobly raised that he doesn't think anything bad can happen to him i mean this could be really dangerous what he's doing like just following around random hedge knights and things like this is he just that good a judge of character i think he's lucky (laughs) no i mean i I think he's lucky there's a certain amount of that sort of i'm well i think like it's it's probably a, a different kind of naivete from what Dunk has. It's that 
he's probably never it's probably never occurred to him that what he's doing is dangerous and he is little, he is a kid. Um, it's that sort of, I'm invincible, you know, I'm not even invincible. It just, I don't think it occurs to him that that's a potential problem. I think it is. Um, yeah. Partly he's been so sheltered. Like he doesn't realize that this could be very bad, you know, following some random dude around and, running away from his family and yeah and i feel like it's not the first time he's done something like this maybe not to this level but he's like the fourth son of a fourth son so people probably aren't keeping that much of an eye on him he's probably running all around king's landing doing god knows what so <laughs> I yeah, but like with enough like been with enough privilege that he's protected from the consequences that say someone in a small folk yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny too that he was like, you know, why was he made a, a squire of Darren instead of instead of Arion? It's kind of interesting that that decision was made. Um, yeah, there, there, you do kind of get a feeling that for all that he is, you know, a royal prince himself, that that Egg is just kind of like a forgotten, like you know, extra one hanging around. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously his dad, you know, cares enough to keep him alive, but. <laughs> Yeah, you get he the feeling that he's kind of low. He doesn't on the matter list. in the, the the scheme as it exists right now. Yeah. So he's got that protection of he is a Targaryen and and all that goes with it. He is royal. So, but he's also like not noticed as you're saying. Right. Wasn't he Aegon the Unlikely? Wasn't that in his title? Yes. Yeah. Can we all agree yeah. that Darren is like the shittiest babysitter? <laughs> yes. Yes. I can't believe that they let him take off anywhere with this little kid. Like, it's just stupidity, clearly. I, I can't believe they weren't keeping, like, just a better eye on him. They know he's a drunk, and, like, they, he's able to shave Ed's egg's head and just run off, and they have no clue where he is. Yeah, yeah it's like you, you don't have your alcoholic kid babysit your other kid <laughs> right? like you just wouldn't do that right i don't know your youngest kid at that <laughs> well do you imagine coming home from the movies and like your kid's hair has been shaved and well you'd be lucky if he was home to begin with but <laughs> well i mean this is the world of ice and fire and nobody there's no it's notorious for having bad parenting skills throughout the land so i mean speak <laughs> I kind of have to wonder if there have been other antics so much that at this point, head shaving's kind of like the least of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, like I, I, like I've, I've known mischievous children and and like at a certain point, you just sort of like, oh, okay, all right, at least the car's not on fire this time or, you know, whatever. I mean, I haven't known anyone who's set up a car. You know what I mean? But I mean, that kind of, Okay, he got home, brought home by the police, but, but you know, yeah. so maybe it's just that's the least of their, it's just typical Darian or whatever. I guess so. Well, and the funny thing about this is this isn't even Dunksworth's brother. Obviously, Arian right. is a thousand <laughs> times worse. Well, that that could be it too. Yeah, that, it might be just the sliding scale of, well, he's not that bad, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think. It's funny. It's funny, though, that Egg totally seems to have the number of all of his brothers. Actually, his entire family, he seems to have a pretty good bead on everybody. Like, you can tell he's not a very big fan of Valar. You can tell he is a f- big fan of his Uncle Baylor. 
Um, he does seem to be a pretty good judge of character for the most part. I mean, for a little kid. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's very observant and he's, he's yeah. his intelligence is very clear. He's a little more savvy than Dunk is on a lot of things. <clears throat> That comes clear throughout, like even like the bit where he identifies, well, you know, how much you get for your horse. Like he doesn't miss a beat, right? He's quite clever. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. They'd be a good team, I think. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to ask, but I think we had a message asking about um, Chicky in particular and reading these, these <laughs> short stories. Can you give me that one first, Eon? <laughs> Question for Chicky. <laughs> It's well noted that you have a fierce hatred towards anything Targaryen related. <laughs> How did you feel when the other ladies of podca- podcast hogtied you into reading the tales of Duncan Egg? <laughs> I hope you I hope you really enjoyed them as much as Eon and Lot did. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> Oh, how did I feel? I was really resistant, actually, to this for a long time. But she was fiercely resistant. Fiercely um, resistant. After I opted out of season six of Game of Thrones, I didn't feel like I could opt out of anything else. (laughs) They boot me completely. (laughs) I was no. I knew that there were a bunch of Brienne connections with Duncan, so I was like, oh yeah, I should probably. But I know I have deliberately not read these fucking things because I hate Targaryens, and this just makes me hate Targaryens more. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, but these people just should not be in charge. <laughs> Can we all agree? <laughs> I, I don't like the Targaryens. They're and it's like I love how I love how George can like, you know, he gets asked these obscure questions about these characters who have like, you know, one reference somewhere like a single reference and he can instantly tell you what shade of hair they they have and their shade of eyes and it's like I just visualized this man just growing this targ tree. So, and when he should just be writing the the, the goddamn books. <laughs> well, and clearly every that's time what happened they, with the world of ice and fire. And every time they described another targ's hair, I was just like, I don't care. I don't care what color their hair is. I I hate them. I hate them so much. But I I personally I resisted these books too, and I'm I'm kind of like, what the hell was I thinking? These are charming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's been a much more pleasant experience than I thought it was going to be. But no, it's not going to change my mind about the Targaryens. I mean, she's like, here's the Targaryen dynasty. It's like y- you hang out, you hang in there, and it's like one in five is a decent ruler. I mean, like, what? What is that? And I like, I don't see that. I don't see this amazing peace that everybody talks about that they managed to do when they united the kingdoms. I mean, it looks to me like there are still a thousand petty wars happening. Like, I just don't see, I don't get the point. And it's funny that you mentioned George, because like, I don't get George's relationship to the Targaryens, because it's like, on one hand, like, they're very clearly a metaphor for like, you know, European invasion of the Americas. You know, like, they're like the uber European stereotype with like white blonde hair and the purple eyes and all this insane stuff. But it's like, so it's like he clearly isn't painting them to be like somebody you should root for. But then on the other hand, he ends up like totally rooting for them some of the time. It's really weird, his yeah. relationship to the Targaryens. He definitely has a love of them. But at the same time, they're all dicks. <laughs> they are. They're fucking foreign invader assholes with like weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> See, I never really thought of them as the invading North America. I thought of them more as like the Romans. You know, like the crazy ancient Robins, like Caligula and, uh, God, I'm going to blank on Claude, you know, like that kind of thing. Like yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, like, you know, you have Caesar, you have, you know, Tiberius, etc. And, you know, of those people, like, there's a decent guy every once in a while. And then usually they get killed off in a brutal way. But, you know, <laughs> I, I just... Definitely an illustration of what a bad system monarchy, hereditary monarchy is. <laughs> well, yes. A, a particularly a monarchy where everyone's intermarried, but yeah. Yeah, that's like the pinnacle of stupidity, of, <laughs> of letting yourself be governed by these incestuous freaks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's just so weird. No later, apologies needed. <laughs> later on in the stories, Egg talks about... Um, and says, like, it's just normal. And Dunk is thinking, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny. Uh, okay. Let's, so since we're doing mail, let's let's continue with that, Eon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, we got another Anon that says, question for the Dunkin' Egg episodes. Do you think there's any chance of Brienne and Hodor meeting in the books? Although there would be no way for them to find out their cousins, it might still be interesting to see them on the same scene. Thanks for the great podcast. I don't think so. I think I it's think kind so of either. it's kind of nice for the fans to know, you know. But I don't, I can't see any way they would wrangle that that meetup happening. Well, it's just personal so opinion. Like, what, what do you guys think? Like. Hodor could hold the door for Brienne. <laughs> I think they're too... In the show, it could have happened if they had wanted it to, but in the books, I think they're too geographically far apart, and I think George does care about that kind of thing. And I think their stories are going... Sorry, I had to slam the show. It wouldn't be podcast with me on it if I didn't. Um, I, I, I just think they're too geographically dispersed, and I think their stories are at this point going in different directions. I don't see it happening. Yeah. That's me. Okay. We got an another Anon. It's a question, and Mr. Harper, you can answer if you feel like it. If not... It's okay, too. Um, okay. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, how hot is Dunk? And would you bang? <laughs> you don't have to answer. <laughs> I wouldn't thousand percent would bang Sir Dunk the Tall. <laughs> he is like is so he, my type. Well, I mean, like, aged up. Come on. Uh, <laughs> or me aged down. Well, then, yeah, obviously, yeah. I'm going to go with, like, he's a seven or an eight, but he's he's got, he's way too young for me. Even aged up. You know me. So, no. Yeah, well, I'd say I, seven, eight, but wouldn't bang. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's a seven-ish. I would yeah, totally I'd say bang seven, him. eight. Older. And, sure. Yeah. Legal. Sure. I think I'm in that ballpark too. Yeah, seven or eight, but he gets bumped up, you know, to eight or a nine because of his personality. Like, I love nice guys. I love the good guys. So he's totally my jam. <laughs> he's not mine, but, you know, there's early days. Maybe by the next couple stories, I'll have changed my opinion. If he could be more Roos like, maybe, comma. <laughs> uh, that, no. Um, I would say he's got to, he's got to, Go grow up a couple decades and lose some hair, but yeah. <laughs> but if he has a voice like Michael McKelton or how do you ever say his name? Macklehat. Macklehat. <laughs> Would that oh, help? Oh man, maybe. <laughs> so you shallow. Lost her. So shallow. Oh, we got a tweet from a Stephen C that says, uh, "Great podcast. Do you think Jamie would have?" 
have seen the beauty in Brienne if he didn't have an ugly little dwarf for a brother. Oh, yeah, it kind of seems like maybe not. I mean, one of the first things he thinks is that there's something about her that reminds him of Tyrion, even though obviously they're nothing alike, I think, right? Am I making that up? I mean, he might have got, got there, but I agree with you. I think having Tyrion for a brother has made him more cognizant of people that are different. Yeah. So, mm, yeah. I don't know how likely it would have been. Maybe, maybe it's the best answer I can give you. I think having his hand mm-hmm. chopped off helped a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Anon, and it says, I'm happy to hear book related episodes again, ladies. Will we ever hear Eon's dulcet tones again soon? <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> hey, you've been hearing them. Also, a <laughs> dunk and egg question. <laughs> Are you shipping dunk the luck with anyone yet? Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought him and that um the puppeteer was was kinda cute. Yeah. Tanzel, yeah. Definitely. I'll always be a dunk and lady Weber. <laughs> that comes exactly, that's what I was going to say. Rowan Weber, for that spoiler alert. Yeah. Once you meet her, you, yeah, yeah, you, you'll see what we, that's, that's what, that's where I'm at. I like Weber. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that's it on the, um, comments. I think, didn't we have a, a tweet that got favorited by Nikolai? Ooh. Oh, yeah, but he, Nik- uh, <laughs> Not to poo poo but Guile I said, deserves like, all the credit for this. <laughs> it was his birthday tweets, right? So I think Guile was hilarious. I don't think it's true, but she's like, oh, he probably just had his daughter's like, like everybody's birthday messages. <laughs> <laughs> I think what was really funny is Guile was able to get a response from the gym where Nikolai works out before he gets yeah. ready. Forgot that was way more amusing. <laughs> Yeah, they responded. What was it they said? Uh, they some, knew that <laughs> they knew about, we were trying to get to Nikolai through that. Yeah, hench henchmen. I don't even remember. <laughs> anyway, it's on our Twitter. You should look that up. You can find that at at Door Podcast if you want to follow yeah. us on Twitter. In case anyone wonders, Guile runs our Twitter account, and she does an amazing job. And if you're not following us on Twitter, you're missing out. <laughs> you too can be stalked by Guile in some refuge through. <laughs> <laughs> so um we're gonna keep reading these part two will be next week of the hedge night and we love getting your mail so send us a note or a question relating to the episode or other things um you can reach us at close the door and at gmail.com close the door and come here.tumblr.com follow us on twitter as i've said at door podcast like review and subscribe to us on itunes google music youtube or whatever format you listen to us on Please support us on Patreon. You'll get some episodes a day early. And I just want to thank you guys. This is fun doing these books again. Yeah. And uh, Uh, thank you, Devin, for joining us. Oh, thank you all for having me on. It was fun. A lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Any last words? No. Um, None. Us? Yeah, okay. can't wait! Can't wait to see how the Targaryens fuck up next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's great. Closing the door. Get out. <laughs> <laughs>